Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call eight 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 nine four one Pags. And now it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed. Glad to have you. Thanks. My pleasure to have you along for the ride. This hour, we'll have FBI whistleblower Steve Friend. Steve Friend was working on stopping child pornography, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and suddenly was told, you've got to focus on domestic terrorism. And he said, listen, I I disagree with what we're doing here. And uh, it all revolved around January 6th. He is still an employee of the federal government, but he's on unpaid suspension, and he is blowing the whistle. He's blowing the whistle on exactly what the FBI has been doing and how they shifted politically their attention to those who they wanted to target as domestic terrorists who really were just people who are on the right politically. So we talk about that. You're not going to want to miss this interview. It's really something. We've got that for you. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre has asked about the donations that, um, that President Biden got from FTX and she cops out of an answer there. And how about some immigration equity or I'm sorry, health care equity for illegal immigrants? That'd be kind of neat, wouldn't it, on a Tuesday? Uh Uh-huh. It's a crazy train Tuesday. Carrie, how you doing? That's fine. Yes, ma'am. Polo's in the house, making it happen. Sam, with a puppy, has a puppy, indeed. There you go, a little of that. Glad to have you along. Do not miss my interview with Steve Friend coming at the bottom of the hour. Pretty interesting. He he's a conscious. Um, he consciously said no. I was going to say conscious denier, but he's not a denier. He's somebody who said it's not fair that we're going after these people while we're ignoring some really troubling things going on in our country, like human trafficking, sex trafficking, child pornography. He wanted to get those bad guys and instead was told to go get some Americans that disagree. And uh, he'd had enough of it. We're going we're gonna to have that story for you. Really going to make you mad. And it's going to make you glad that he's actually taking a stand. We got that for you, which is interesting. Before I move on to the immigration stuff, and I want to do that in a second, I want to give you Corrine Jean-Pierre, who has asked about President Joe Biden getting this donation from Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried is the guy who created FTX, which is his own cryptocurrency. And 
I guess he's got another company that he was taking FTX money that his customers were giving him and putting into this other account that he's spending a bunch of money, lavish lifestyle. I mean, it could be billions of dollars that we're talking about. Uh, he could have possibly defrauded people of. He's been arrested. From what I heard late, earlier today, though, he's still in the Bahamas, hadn't been brought here yet. And the Southern District of New York is, I believe, who's dealing with this. And um, they announced today that there could be even more charges. Well, the guy's in some big trouble here. But he donated to some really big names. From what I understand, 40 or $50 million just to Democrats in the midterms. There was some money to Republicans, not as much, not nearly as much. But um, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre today, the press secretary, the mouthpiece for the president of the United States, was asked if the president will give back the millions he received from Sam Bankman-Fried. But will the president return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. Simply not true. What she just said is not true. The Hatch Act stops you from campaigning for somebody in your political role as a member of the government, from a government podium or lectern, whatever. She is not not allowed to say, yes, he what he did receive some funds from Sam Beckman fried Yes, he does want the FTX money to go back. Yes, he does call for everybody to give that money back, now knowing what we know, which they didn't know then. She is not pushing for a political campaign. She's not pu- pushing for a politician. This is the cop-out she does every single time she wants to. Now, when she wanted to sort of kind of say, hey, Abrams is the right person, or Warnock is the right person, or Democrats will do better than Republicans, she did that all day long from her podium, from her lectern. She, though, will not answer a simple question, will the president give back donations he may have gotten, and does he call for other politicians left and right? to give back those donations. She's not campaigning for somebody. She's not pushing for somebody to win an election. She's simply being asked whether the President of the United States, who potentially benefited from this guy, will give the money back and thinks other people should too. But will the President return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. Why doesn't any reporter question her on that? Hey, Corrine, uh, that's not true. The Hatch Act stops you from campaigning for a politician or for a certain elected official, somebody who's running for office. I'm not asking you to do any of that. Does the president have a problem with these donations? Should they all be given back? It's really that simple. And she just avoids the question, and they give her a pass, as they always do. All right, I want to go to this healthcare equity. Now, keep in mind, equity is another word for socialism. Equity does not mean equality. Never has, never will. It doesn't. Equity does not mean equality. It means equality of outcome. In this country, we promise equal opportunity. We do not promise equality of outcome. Equality of outcome means everybody gets the same grade, everybody gets the same job, everybody gets the same pay, everybody gets the same house, everybody gets the same vehicle. That's not the way it works here. You've got the equal opportunity to gain whatever you want to gain or whatever you don't want to gain, you don't go for it. But when we keep using the term equity as if it's a synonym of equality, that's a major problem. It's simply not true. So, Carrie, you've got a story. Is this Washington State or Washington, D.C.? Washington State. 
Um, what do you have? From Fox News, President Biden's administration will allow Washington state to provide health insurance to illegal immigrants within its borders by rolling back requirements for the Affordable Care Act. The Department of the Treasury and the Department of Health and Human Services approved the state's request via a state innovation waiver, which was requested by Washington government in May. Washington has requested a waiver in order to expand access to qualified health plans, standalone qualified dental plans, and a state affordability program to Washington residents, regardless of immigration status. At the HHS and Treasury said in a joint statement, the statement continued, the waiver will help Washington work towards its goal of improving health equity and reducing racial disparities by expanding access to coverage for the uninsured population through the state exchange, all the while not increasing costs for those currently enrolled. The ACA's normal regulations explicitly exclude non-citizens living in the U.S. illegally from collecting the benefits of the program. Washington's successful campaign to expand coverage to illegal immigrants is the first of its kind since the ACA was introduced. Yeah, I mean, the last line says legal immigrants, but in the body of the story, it seemed to be anybody who's here regardless of their immigration status. Which one is it? Do you know? Wait, the last line that I read? Yeah, read that last Washington's line again. Maybe I successful you. campaign to expand coverage to illegal immigrants is the first oh, I think of you its said kind. Legal. No, no. Gotcha. Illegal. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, I misheard you. Let's break this down. When Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, which is not affordable by any means, it was a wholesale takeover of one-sixth of the economy by the federal government. The health care system in this country is one-sixth of the economy. When it was first rolled out, they said there were 45 million Americans that did not have health care. We started questioning them. Where do you get that number 45 million? Some said 46 million. Where do you get that? Well, it turned out they were including illegal aliens in that number. So they changed that number from 45 million to 30 million because they were estimated to be 15 million back then. It's a lot more now. 15 million illegal aliens in the country. So they pared it down to 30 million. Then we said, well, where do you get the 30 million? It turns out about 10 million of those who didn't have health care, were eligible for programs that were already on the books. They just decided not to get them. About 10 more million, and this is all, listen, I'm not going to cite my sources. This is 2009. This is exactly how it went down. You want to call me out, you have to prove me wrong. Because what I'm saying is verifiable fact that I was reporting on back then. About 10 million were young people, 30 and younger, who didn't want to buy health insurance. They would rather go buy the BMW or a new townhouse. That left about 10 million people around that who legitimately didn't have health care and needed some help. We could have done something so much smaller than the so-called unaffordable, the, the Affordable Care Act. It's unaffordable, really. But we could have done so much so more streamlined and less costly than Obamacare to take care of the 10 million that didn't have insurance that wanted it. Could have been some pro- We could have expanded Medicaid. Could have expanded Medicare. We could have expanded something to the point to where you didn't have this wholesale legislation that takes over the entire health care system. The insurance companies wanted Obamacare. Why? Because the federal government was forcing you to buy their product. Think about it. Can you imagine how many listeners I would have if the federal government made people by law listen to my show? I'd probably shut up too. So the insurance companies were on board. Big Pharma was on board. They're going to get paid. Doctors, generally speaking, early on were on board until they realized they were going to get screwed on their costs. Many doctors left the field and became something else because they could not afford to keep their offices open because they were now being paid Medicaid or Medicare funds when they normally could charge a higher wage so they could have a staff and pay their bills. Now, 
after we were told for how long that illegal aliens would not be covered. Wasn't that what the guy from South Carolina, Joe Witz's face, the, the former representative, yelled out, you lie, when Obama said that illegal aliens would not get health care? I'm pretty sure that's what it was during the State of the Union, talking about Obamacare. His name was Joe, I can't think of his last name. Karen, you can look that up, the South Carolina um, U.S. representative that yelled, you lie, at Obama in the State of the Union. Okay. Joe something, I can't think of his last name. But um, he was talking about that because Obama kept on saying illegal aliens wouldn't be covered. Well, guess what? They have been covered. All they have to do is walk through the doors at an emergency room, and by federal law, the emergency room can't turn them away. They're going there for a sniffly nose. So now we're talking about literally saying it out loud what they've always wanted to do. This isn't about getting, and those of you listening in Washington State, I love you. We've got, I think, five stations in Washington State now. I think you guys are awesome. I think you're salt of the earth. But then the big cities get to control Seattle specifically, get to control the politics of the entire state, and a lot of you suffer. This isn't about getting you health care if you didn't have it. This wasn't about getting you health care if you didn't have it. This was about covering illegal aliens. That's it. This is not about evening it out if you're black versus white or Hispanic versus Asian. This is not about racial equity, whatever the hell that is. This is about giving those here illegally health care. That now we're going to have to pay for it. They're not going to pay for it. We will. And it's not okay. It's not. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Do you think this move is somehow going to lessen people, the numbers of people coming across the border? Or might it increase the numbers now that they know they get free school, free health care, some money, a free phone, some food, and a flight anywhere they want to go? Is this going to dissuade them? You tell me. 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I'm glad to have you. Thanks. I know how busy this season can be for all of us. And then you add in the fact that you might be an online retailer. And then it's just really, it's kind of go nuts time. Unless you've got the help of stamps.com. Get the help of stamps.com. Slaying through traffic to the post office is not very convenient this time of the year. Inbox is more like a blizzard than a winter wonderland. We'll get some help right now by going to stamps.com right now, and you're going to get a great deal when you use promo code PAGS. I'll tell you more about it in a second. It's your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. Get access to USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. No lines, no traffic, no hassle, and you can get up to 86% off. You're going to save a lot of money when using these services through Stamps.com. A stress-free solution for every small business. If you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major shopping carts and marketplaces. So you do what I said. 
Go right now. Get help for the holiday season. Get it done now. It's not too late. Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PAGS for a special offer, including a four-week trial, free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and put in keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, right now. Just joining us, we're talking about how when asked about immigration, the administration always just doesn't give an answer. And the answer is always some lie about how, well, we offered Republicans a great deal when Biden took office. But what we're seeing is 2,400 in El Paso in 24 hours. You're seeing illegal aliens roaming the streets of El Paso, Del Rio, Brownsville, McAllen. They're just San Antonio. They're being brought in inland as well. And at the end of the day, they're not doing anything to make it better. In fact, Kerry just read the story where they're making it worse. Here's another magnet. If you get here illegally, go to Washington State. You've got free health care now. Doesn't matter if you're here illegally. That's not okay. Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked about immigration uh, in the press in the press conference today. Was actually asked about it, which is something new because she usually just blows it off. G- guess what she does this time? On screen on immigration. How concerned is the administration that there will be this unprecedented surge of migrants trying to come across the border once Title Forty Two goes away? So look, um, as you know. Um, uh, as I know you guys are all tracking, the Secretary Mayorkas is in El Paso today, and he's assessing operations, and he's speaking to the workforce down there. When she doesn't know what to say, she says, as you know, as we've said, we've been clear. Those are her keys. He's also meeting with local officials who have been, in, who have, uh, been incredibly important partners uh, as we rebuild our asylum system. The Department of Homeland Security is working to quickly decompress uh, what we're seeing in the El Paso area, for example. De- decompress? I don't even know what that means. They're working to decompress the area? And all, as we as we fix the asylum system? Nothing wrong with the asylum system. Stop giving people asylum you know, that you know don't deserve it or need it. ...and safety and uh, efficiently screen and process migrants to place them in immigration enforcement proceeding. Over the last 18 months, uh, DHS has deployed enhanced autom- automated processing system, automated sur- sur- surveillance towers, rescue beacons, and additional personnel to the sector. Carrie, do you remember what the question was? I don't. The question was, is mm. the administration, is the president fearful for when Title 42 goes away for the surge of migra- migrants that can come. Is she answering that question? Uh, no, she is not. Yeah. In addition to that, CBP has deployed additional agents support the sector. Uh, that's on top of the mobile processing units, medical screening personnel, and nearly 1,000 Border Patrol processing coordinate- coordinators DHS already had deployed in the area. So, look, uh, look, this is something, again, the first day of the president's administration, he put forth a, 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 a comprehensive immigration uh, reform bill because he understands how, how important this is. The president can't put forth any bill. I don't know what she's talking about. Bills are formed either in the House or the Senate. If it's, a, if it's a bill that needs money, it's always in the House. The president can't put forth a bill, and he didn't put forth a bill. I don't know what the hell she's talking about, but she has not answered the simple question, does he have concern when Title 42 goes away, the surge of migrants that could happen? She's not answering it. Uh, we have taken action. We have, uh, we have uh, given the D- Department of uh, Homeland Security uh, historic funding to deal with this very issue. And so we're going to continue to monitor this. Uh, like, as I mentioned, Mayorkas was down at the, at, uh, in El Paso uh, to talk to local officials uh, to, who have been great partners with us. And so, again, we're going to do the work. We're going to be prepared. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, make sure we have a, a humane uh, process moving forward. 
No idea what, she, what the hell she's talking about. She certainly didn't answer the question, which was, is the president concerned about the surge of migrants, even though reporters are saying migrants, it's illegal aliens, that will hit the border once Title 42 goes away? She doesn't answer the question, and somehow she maneuvered into blaming Republicans for not taking on his bill, a bill that he can't present. We go to the phone line. It's going to be uh, Minnesota and Frank. Frank, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Hey. Um, like the show. Thank so- you. I, from a perspective of just a average hardworking guy with two kids, single dad, well, pay child support. But the thing is, is um, they take out you, when we're talking about health care just recently, you were and they take out like five hundred dollars. You're talking about Obamacare. They're taking out like five hundred dollars a month out of my paycheck just to have insurance. And then if I need to use this high deductible health plan, which I have to put money into a tank out of every check as well. And then I have to hit 12 grand in expenses before any insurance money kicks in. So not only am I paying all my own insurance anyway, because unless you have a major event, then you're going to go past that ceiling. And that's a good thing, but it's, I'm kind of feeling like I got, I'm got. i getting ripped off. You are getting ripped off because, Frank, the illegal alien won't have to pay any of that stuff. They're just going to get it now. I appreciate you, brother. I hear you. And your story is is one that a lot of people, unfortunately, are facing because the government took over one-sixth of the economy. Keep it here for FBI whistleblower Steve Friend. Don't touch that dial. This is The Joe Pag Show.